What up, what up? Welcome to Maggie and Perloff Thursday, which means we are getting closer and closer to the NFL divisional round Perloff. And we're starting to look at upsets and upset mm-hmm. potential. Of course, you're listening to us on CBS Sports Radio across the country. We're on Sirius XM Channel 158, the free Odyssey app. And we are also live on YouTube.com slash CBS Sports Radio. Come on in. Hit subscribe. You'll get notifications when the show starts. Although today you are Sean's duck costume. <laughs> which I thought about wearing it again today. but I did notice that you put on a duck costume because you lost a bet, uh, an Oregon duck costume, yeah. and you wore it for about an extra hour and a half. I think you were starting to feel... <laughs> feel uh, it didn't have footies, but it was basically pajamas. It was delightful. I can't believe you're wearing real clothes today. I'm very disappointed. You know, I thought about it. I'm like, do I just do it again for the bit? But I decided, no, it's hanging up in the office. So I'm expecting someone else on the show is going to be wearing it at some point in the very near future. Maybe if you pull off the correct upset this weekend, you get to choose who wears the duck costume. Because we're not done with that thing. I'm so certain on my upset that I'm willing to make some ridiculous bet. All right. Well, we got a duck suit sitting right there. Why? Who are you so confident is going to get upset? Okay. The New York Giants are not going to just beat the Philadelphia Eagles. The New York Giants are going to the Super Bowl, Maggie. <laughs> Stop it. They are Get so here. <laughs> exactly like the 2007 team, 2007 team that beat the undefeated Patriots. It's almost eerie. They are exactly like them. In what way? What Hall of Famers are on this team like there were Hall of Famers on that 07 team? Okay. That 07 team is the most unlikely team to go to the Super Bowl in our century. They shouldn't have made, They got lucky to get to the playoffs. Yeah. They were road playoff teams. They won three games in the NFC playoffs to get through the Super Bowl. Do you know in the divisional round who they played? You probably remember this game. It was Tony Romo yeah, who had gone to Cabo. It was, yes. That Guess was what the spread game. was? Guess what the spread was? Dallas by six and a half? Seven and a half. Guess what the spread is this weekend? Oh. <laughs> Seven and a half. <laughs> That's not the reason. It feels exactly like that. No, we didn't know the, that that the was... the Giants are playing Dallas. They're playing your Philadelphia Eagles. That's a big a, difference. What's the difference? It's it, Nobody saw that Giants team coming. This is exactly the same. And you say all these Hall of Famers. No one thought those players were the, who they were. Strahan? No Strahan one knew about Michael Strahan. Strahan was 100 years old and accomplished. I love Strahan. But he, he was the one super accomplished guy. And... But basically, we didn't know who these guys were. Shockey was really good, too. And I don't even think Shockey was that important to the team. We Maybe that the current Giants team has Kayvon Thibodeau. Maybe Dexter Lawrence. Those guys could be all-time players. Maybe a Dory Jackson after last week. The cornerback could be an all-time player. I, I'm telling you, I'm, Dexter Lawrence is, is really good. Those guys on the Giants were nobody until that year. And the other thing, Eli Manning was an interception machine until that point of his career. He was nothing. Yeah. He was beleaguered. He was not respected by anybody, mm-hmm. much like the current Giants quarterback, Daniel Jones, who looks, acts, and not doesn't exactly play. He is Eli Manning. He's Eli Manning all over again. A guy who's cleaned it up at the right time, although he can run, unlike Eli. And there's just so many reasons this is a bad matchup. Starting with the Eagles are great against the pass. Yeah. They are not good against the run. So if the Giants control the ball... With Daniel Jones and Saquon running, the Eagles have no room for error on offense, and we just don't know if Jalen Hurts and right tackle Lane Johnson are healthy. So there's so many things okay, well, that are lining up. Okay, they're healthy enough to play. You played a healthy Giants enough team. to play. Okay, when the Giants were like 
playing really well. They got off to a 7-1 and one start, right? right? You would say that would be when they were basically playing their best. I know they looked really good against Minnesota. We all know Minnesota was a fraudulent 13-win team. It never added up how they got to all those wins. Yep. Okay. I agree with all at, that. At the time when the Giants were peaking and when the Eagles were peaking, the yeah, Eagles was... beat the Giants 48-22. to It wasn't even close, and that's when the Giants were playing very, very well, just like now. And yeah, the but Eagles beat them handily. They didn't, they didn't have Dexter Lawrence. They didn't have Adoree Jackson. They didn't have Xavier McKinney. It was a completely beat-up Giants defense. And the Eagles were 100% healthy. And that's the exact opposite case now. We just don't know if Jalen Hurts is going to be full 100% Jalen Hurts. The Giants didn't have their defense that game. So, of course, they let up 48 points. It didn't, doesn't mean anything. And, and you know, Maggie, you know from experience, a third game against a divisional team is super dangerous. Okay, but I think there's a wrinkle in your third game against a divisional team because the Giants didn't have their starters playing in Week 18. So you didn't actually play like Daniel Jones, Saquon Barkley, all those guys sat in the Week 18 game. Yes, the Eagles played their starters because they were going after the number one overall pick. It's not the same because... Key components of the team was missing, I think. So I think you'd throw that out. You're yeah. going to beat them a third time. I mean, also, here's the thing. You have a more talented roster than the Giants. I, I don't even know what that means. It's the NFL in 2023. This talented roster. Last year, it was the Rams against the Bengals. There's no way the Bengals had the most talented roster <laughs> in the NFL to make and almost beat the Rams. Well, as There's you so said, much we, more, we still so much don't parody. know why the, how the Bengals beat the Chiefs. Well, we're never going to know what happened in that second half. It was like the vortex. And the Eagles' talent, especially on defense, is built to stop the pass. They have all these superstar cornerbacks. Darius Slay, uh, James Bradbury, thank you, Giants. Yeah. C.J. Gardner-Johnson. They have great pass rushers. They're 16th in the NFL against the run. The middle of the defense is not their star power. So there is a chance that the Giants can sort of avoid some of that talent. Okay, but you also... The Giants also, as a defense, can get run on, which is something that Jalen Hurts does really well, that Miles did Sanders really well. does well. Boston Scott did. is known as a giant killer. <laughs> and that's the thing. Like You think that the Giants are going to go on these long, sustained drives. I'm, I'm assuming that's what you're getting that, at with the run game. That's the key to the upset, exactly. The uh, long, sustained drives. So can Philly. It's not like you guys are a you know home run or a strikeout kind of offense. That's well, not right. Well, we've had a lot of big plays from Jalen Hurts to A.J. Brown, yeah, long plays. Those are called explosives. Those yeah. are awesome. Them. They're not get, reckless. You're right. Jalen Hurts can move the chains. But I just I saw him in his last game he played. It, it, it looked sad. It looked like a facsimile of Jalen Hurts. I don't know if he's going to be able to run. Where as you know Daniel Jones is going to take off 20 times in this game. Okay, I'm going to say something that you would say to me. Yes. What's the spread on this game? Seven and a half. That's the second highest of the weekend. Yes. Only, the only bigger one is Kansas City and Jacksonville. Okay. So why wouldn't we be talking about the most likely upset is going to be Dallas over San Francisco or the Cincinnati Bengals over the Bills, which, by the way, you want to talk about you're not feeling great about your team. Um, step aside, my Buffalo Bills almost lost to the Miami Dolphins with Skylar Thompson at home. <laughs> I really don't want to talk right now about how nervous you are about the number one overall seed. I'm not even nervous because I've already ex I've played this game out of my head 50 times this week. I see the Giants controlling the ball. That means there's no margin for error for the Eagles' offense. Now, you did. You made me feel a little better. If the Eagles get ahead and Daniel Jones has to drop back a lot, the Giants have no chance. But why? what makes you think the Eagles are going to get ahead? I think the playoffs— Because they have an amazing offense. You know what freaked me out last week? What's up? Those games last week. The fact that your Bills were in it with Skylar Thompson. Yeah. 
I just feel like there's so much parity in this playoff no, field right now. that's supposed to make me feel nervous, not you feel nervous. I'm, like, freaking out over here because I think the Bengals are a really good team. I know their offensive line is banged up, but they had a terrible offensive line last year and made it all the way to the Super Bowl. So that you can probably throw that out the window. You've got great receivers. So I know the Bills did well against, against Waddle and against Tyree Kill last week, but that's because, like, Waddle was dropping passes. That wasn't because all of a sudden the Bills were just, like, tightening the screws. That was a lot of Skylar Thompson throwaways and a lot of just drops. So Yeah, I, I, don't, I still don't understand how Miami got to 31 in that game. I don't know either. <laughs> Isn't it weird? I, I mean, there was a fumble recovery for a touchdown. Which was an incredibly that. athletic play for some Dolphins lineman. That was great. But... <laughs> <laughs> Great for who? But okay, but if Cincinnati- you know Josh Allen is going to throw picks, <laughs> I See, would just say Cincinnati looked worse than Buffalo, though. Okay, but you know the Baltimore defense, I think, is really good. You have not wanted to give them that much credit because I don't know why, but they are really, really good, and that's like the division rival kind of thing too. But I just think that like Joe Burrow doesn't turn the ball over. He's he's awesome. Josh Allen has 22 interceptions on the year, including playoffs. That's the most of any quarterback in the NFL. Buffalo has won seven of their last 10 games by one score. Who does that remind you of? Little Minnesota Vikings-esque? Like, you don't want to be winning these one-score games. No, they're better than the Vikings. I'm just saying, like, that's not a great sign. Yeah, you know what? Unless the game is close, and I'm going back to the Giants. Giants are awesome in one-score games. I don't know if the Eagles are. Because you've been blowing teams out, like... Here's the problem. The Bengals' real problem is that offensive line. And I know you, you point to last year... It just didn't seem like they were the same team last year. Now, that is a team that cannot run at all. They are a terrible run team. They're bottom five in the league. And you saw the Bills were stuffing the Dolphins' run. That means a lot of third and ten for Joe Burrow, third and nine, third and eight. I know you don't have Von Miller, but don't you have some confidence in the Bills' pass rushers to get after them with that line? I hope, but, you know, the defensive coordinator for the Bills is, like, very much you know, zone, mm. you know, too high. Like, they will do all the underneath stuff. They call it the bend, don't break, but rarely blitzes. Did not, basically did not blitz Skylar Thompson, a seventh-round rookie who looked like, you know, what going but, into that game looked like he didn't belong on an NFL field. It's like, maybe you might yeah. want to blitz that guy. But uh, Burrow's great against the blitz, so that might not you be might, bad. Yeah, I mean, I actually, really I don't, I don't even look that up, but I assume Joe Burrow is great against the blitz. Most good quarterbacks are. Yeah, I, I, the problem will be third and eight and third and nine for the Bengals. Because you're right, Leslie Frazier loves to sit back, s- stack the box against that early rundown. Yeah, this is uh, first of all, this will be a great game. The other thing, though, I don't necessarily view the Bengals as as much of a Cinderella. It doesn't feel like they went to the, the same, Super Bowl last year. But yeah, they, no, I, it doesn't feel like the same kind of upset. You asked, we were talking about what's the biggest upset. I don't know. I do. I think the five Bills and a half point spread right now. Yeah, the I money know. keeps pouring in on Buffalo. I know, but it doesn't feel like the same kind of upset of the Giants beating the Eagles. That being said, I'm picking the Bills. But I don't know if if the Bengals win, are we going to say that was a great upset? I mean, by the letter of the law, it would be. I mean, are you calling if Dallas beat San Francisco, which no. is a smaller spread? Of that, course, that would be an upset. It'd be an upset, but no. You don't think that if Dallas beat the 49ers, that would be considered an upset? Not, I definitely do. It'd be San Francisco is one of the hottest te- hottest teams in the entire league. But they have Dallas, the longest winning streak in their home. Dallas has Dak Prescott and San Francisco has Brock Purdy. I don't think that'll be viewed as a sort of Cinderella underdog story. No, I don't think it'll be perceived that way.
Wow. I, I, mean, I totally disagree because not only are you looking at a San Francisco team that's had way more success recently in the playoffs than Dallas, obviously, you're looking at, you know, a team I think that beyond Brock Purdy, most people believe that is the most talented roster in the NFL. Right, but you clearly, you're just breaking your own rule. That's by far the small spread, isn't it? I know, but that's why I think that it would still be considered an upset, though, even though it's, it's a small spread. It's technically because, an upset. Because of Dallas's recent history, et cetera. If we were going to do upset rankings, the yeah. biggest upset would be Jacksonville. The second yeah. biggest upset would be the Giants. The third biggest upset, I hmm, I think it would be the Cowboys. I agree with you on that. Yeah. And the Bengals winning would be, even though the spread is bigger. I agree with you. But I don't think it'd the, be the it'd be the least surprising. But you if can't the Bengals say the, win. the Cowboys beating the Niners would not be like the Giants beating the Eagles. It wouldn't be like that. But I I still think that listen, Cowboys looked amazing against Tampa Bay. But like, can they really, honest to goodness, go on the road, short week? If you believe in that kind of thing, with the rest, and the San Francisco 49ers have two more days of rest. I think that this is a this is yeah. a tough task. This is a major step up in weight class for them. Big time. You know, though, the Niners' momentum, I, I've seen stats. Ten, you don't want to go into the playoffs with a 10-game win streak. There are all sorts of – you can prove stats anyway. I just think people look at Dak Prescott and Brock Purdy, and if the Cowboys somehow win this game, yeah. they're not going to be like, oh, my God, the Cowboys beat the big bad Niners. Because I think people view the Cowboys – in a different stratosphere, they 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 view them as one of the favorites in uh, in general. No. They they are not. There's nothing plucky underdog Wait, about the Dallas Cowboys. No, they're never plucky underdogs. But like, even you say all the time, why does anyone think this is a Super Bowl team? They don't I actually don't. have a Super Bowl roster. I think you that, think it's just the star on the helmet that I, makes people inflate how good they are. I think that, but nobody ever agrees with me. Everyone <laughs> calls the Cowboys a Super Bowl team. Also, this yeah. this Cowboys team is pretty good. If Tony Pollard's healthy, I mean. I think they're generally rude. This is a pretty good team. They're not the Jaguars or the Giants who snuck in the playoffs. They won 12 games. How many did the Niners win? 13. Yeah. So that's a one-game difference. That's hardly David and Goliath. (laughs) I don't know. I just see the success that San Francisco has had in the playoffs relative to what Dallas has had. And if you want to talk about who do you trust more in a big game, listen, I I don't understand, like, Kyle Shanahan has had a lot of success in the postseason, but like he, if you're talking about who's going to coach me like a game for your life, I mean, I don't know if Shanahan would be my number one choice there. Like maybe even... more than McCarthy, but I, I don't. I mean, Shanahan's been a part of some some big implosions yeah. too. No, you could look at Andy Reid has had huge playoff uh, losses where he was a heavy favorite. I bet you McCarthy probably has a very similar playoff winning percentages. McCarthy's got great, obviously great playoff numbers. Everyone credits Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, I, I, I think Shanahan has the coaching edge there, but it's not just Mike McCarthy. It's also Dan Quinn and Kellen Moore and Mike McCarthy. So I don't know. I, I'd like to put that out there. I do not feel like the Cowboys being the Niners feels like a gigantic upset at okay, all. Okay, so we have a poll up. Yes, Samter, tell us what it is. Yeah, so it's just very simple. What's the most likely upset this weekend? Giants over Cowboys, Bengals over Bills, Jags over Chiefs, Cowboys over 49ers and Maggie. I'm very sorry. Yeah, no, but I know. 44% of our audience so far says Bengals over Bills. Perloff, you're running second. <laughs> Giants over Eagles at 29%. And the Cowboys over the 49ers is at 21%, with very few 5% saying Jags over the Chiefs. Yeah, I mean, that's, now that's, a, that's an upset. <laughs> well, I'm tempted to take the points. I mean, spoiler. But, yeah. okay, we'll talk about that another time. But, you know, I'm I'm okay. I think, actually, Perloff and I, we both are kind of, um, 
No, actually, I'm not going to lie. If they lose, I'm going to be devastated. Do, I'm do be you devastated. guys legitimately believe your guys, your teams are going to lose? Yes. Or are you just like you're trying to set expectations low so you're not disappointed? No. If anyone thinks this is some kind of Jedi mind trick that I'm trying to do, I promise you it's not. Because I watched the game against Miami. If they had steamrolled Miami and they had actually won by 14 points, I'd, I wouldn't even be able to sell you guys on that. No one would buy it. They played not great. Yeah, but they did every, not. Then they did not play well. Like everything just, we know about playoff history says, going week to week in the playoffs makes no sense. Survive it never. Advance. It never works out like survive, that. It's like the tournament. Survive. I'm telling you. I told you the, the year my Eagles won it. They played the worst game they had all year. They beat Atlanta fifteen to ten. Julio Jones dropped a touchdown, and everyone thought, well, they can't go on a win. And they didn't. No one. They scored forty points a game the next two games and destroyed everybody. So. I would be very careful about judging week to week. It, it, there's a lot of data well, saying it doesn't work out that way at all. Unfortunately, if I was only judging week to week, I'd be like, all right, last week was maybe an anomaly. But the amount of Josh Allen turnovers, and listen, he's the reason why they're going to be, he, he'll be the reason why they win or he'll be the reason why they lose. And also the other thing is they were never losing that game. As I as I pointed out, the ESPN win probability never dipped below 70%. Yes. And ESPN there's win no... probability means jack squat. There is no way. The line never came under six and a half. Trust me, I was trying to get There's no way the Dolphins were winning that game. No way, Maggie. I, I thought they were. <laughs> I mean, they, when they were leading in the third quarter, I thought that they were. 855-212-4CBS. 855-212-4227. See you guys on the phones. We'll get to you. Call it now. What's going to be the upset? And we'll just go by point spreads. Like, it, you can say Dallas over San Francisco. That's an upset, even if you think it's Goliath versus I, no, Goliath. No, I, I think it's an upset, but it's not the same kind of upset as what we're talking about with the Giants and the Jacks. It's a totally different level of upset. And the Bengals, I, I agree with Mike said this pre-show, it just doesn't totally feel like an upset if they beat the Bills. It feels like this is going to be a real shootout that's going to come down to the end. I Can can't I tell wait. you the other thing that no one's talking about when it comes to Bengals and Bills? We'll get to that in just a moment because this is being overlooked, and I guarantee you it will matter. I guarantee you. Also, the surprise team that could make a run at Tom Brady. More news keeps coming out. We're keeping an eye on all of it. You're locked into Maggie and Perloff on CBS Sports Radio, on Sirius XM Channel 158, the free Odyssey app, and we are streaming live on YouTube. Want to see our beautiful faces? <laughs> They're there for you. Come in, <laughs> subscribe, like, do all the things, get involved in the chat. YouTube.com slash CBS Sports Radio. We're back in a minute. This NFL postseason, every Westwood One NFL broadcast streams live for free. All on the road to Super Bowl 57. Catch all the action on the Odyssey app on westwoodonesports.com. Via Westwood One station streams or by asking Alexa to open Westwood One Sports. It's all sponsored by AutoZone. Free battery testing, free battery charging, and replacement batteries that fit your needs. That's what makes AutoZone America's number one battery destination. Get in the zone. AutoZone. Man, we are just pathetic. We're the worst fans ever. Wait, we're, both I, calling, <laughs> we're both calling each other's teams. I'm an Eagles fan. Maggie's a Bills fan if you're new to the show. I think the Giants have a great chance of beating the Eagles, and Maggie has convinced herself that the Bengals are a team of destiny. Is yeah, that fair to say? I think so. How about this from Tutan Tony in the YouTube yeah. chat? Maggie and Perloff should be locked into a room together for the weekend to watch all the games. They would drive each other nuts, LOL. It's like, no, that's just us. <laughs> I think it'd be great if we watch all the games together. No, we definitely argue a little more vehemently about how our own teams are going to lose. That, <laughs> that definitely brings out the worst in us. We could talk fairly rationally about 
any two football teams, but when the Bills and the Eagles get involved, then it's just emotion takes over. It gets ugly. Let's go to the phones, 855-212-4227. I do have the one thing no one's talking about when it comes to the Bengals that could be a key to this game, but we'll get to that in a moment. Big Dave, our buddy in Kentucky. Dave, start us off today. You've got an upset. Yeah, listen, before I get to the biggest upset of the weekend, McLovin, I owe you an apology. Yes. What for? Um, well, you know, I've been busting your chops pretty hard the last few days about, uh, you know, your fake reverse psychology Eagles karma crap. <laughs> yeah. But listen, it came, to, it came to me in, in the tip of me as a Cowboys fan. Here's what's going to go down in true Cowboys fashion. All right. The Giants are going to upset your Eagles. The boys are going to upset the Niners. And then the Cowboys lose in a missed last-second field goal yeah. to the Giants <laughs> in the NFC Championship game. I'm calling my shot. Dave, I'm right there with you. In Dave, my- who's being a fatalist now, though? You, no, you no. accuse us of being down on our teams. That is a brutal way to lose. If the Giants advance past the Eagles, they're... I will bet everything that they beat the Cowboys. And it's going to be the Cowboys because that is what the universe wants. Well, is this the Brett Maher? Yeah. Like, uh, you know, I, I know the Cowboys are bringing in a new kicker for the game, but. No, it's, it's two, Dave, it's 2007 all over again. It's Cabo. It's, it's history repeats itself. <laughs> Different faces, that, but the same story. But that lines. was the divisional round. Yeah, Dave. <laughs> Hey, Maggie, listen, you're talking about being a gloom, a gloom out, outlook from, from my perspective as a Cowboys fan. Listen, that's conditioning. That's conditioning. That's, <laughs> that's, that's repetition. But listen, I, I, before I go on, on the poll, and I hate to say this, but listen, I, man, it almost seems like the Bills are the underdog in the Bengals. I mean, listen, I, I don't get me wrong. Bengals came close to pooping the bed, too, but... Uh, I don't know. I don't feel good about that one, Maggie. But anyway, guys, thanks for taking my call. You got it, Dave. Appreciate you weighing in. I I get it. And may I add one more thing onto the Bengals and why I'm worried about this weekend. Everyone is so happy that DeMar Hamlin is back and he seems back to himself and he's been in the Bills facility. And the fact that we avoided a tragedy, all of us watching that night, and obviously him, is A miracle, right? Incredible. And the people who are working there is is amazing. But I do understand why in the aftermath, the Bengals were upset that this game was not being held at a neutral field. Only the the AFC championship game if the Bills and the Chiefs play each other. And I think they can use that as fuel and motivation. Like, hey, we are not getting a fair shake here. Nobody wanted what happened on that Monday night game to happen. And I think Cincinnati can ride that emotional sort of add like that added emotional element. I mean, that's the ultimate nobody believes in us, Perloff. So, but it's a playoff game. They don't need any more motivation. No, but they're going to be on the road in a very hostile environment. Yeah. I and mean, it's just like that one thing, you know, you never know. You talk to some athletes, they say this doesn't mean anything. You talk to others and it's like, it adds even more to the collective. We're all pulling the rope in the same, in the same direction. So what happened last week? Ravens defense. I don't know. I don't know. No, but this is against the Bills. Like they think the Bills have gotten the be- have been the beneficiary of that tragic moment. And I think that there are Bengals fans, and I know the Bengals themselves are salty about it. Hell, when they yeah. when uh, Joe Mixon scored the touchdown against the Ravens, he pretended to pull out a coin, or he did right. pull out a coin, and then pretended to flip it. But then again, Joe Mixon's an idiot, so there's <laughs> oh, that to consider. Well, I mean, yeah, yeah. I don't want to look too too much into his past, but. 
I'm just saying, like, they've already used it as a rallying cap. This is something that Pat Riley, the great Pat Riley, one of the greatest coaches in sports, used to pull this kind of bull crap all the time with his teams. Yeah, but the divisional round of the playoffs, you think that everybody is full 100% enthusiasm. It strikes me as an odd time for bulletin board material. Well, because it's against the Bills. I mean, it's like back to a little bit of uh, what happened on Monday night. JJ's in California, wants to weigh in on this game. JJ, what's up, dude? Hey, guys, how's it going today? Doing great. What's up? I feel like, with the, well, first, my upset pick this week, I, I'm, I'm going to have to go with Jaguars tomorrow or Saturday. Nice. You're gonna you're putting the money down on the, uh, what is it, up to nine and a half now? Yeah, I think the Jags can pull it off. I don't think Trevor's going to throw four picks again in the first half. That's for sure. I think it's just going to be more of a game than what people think. And then with the Bengals and Bills, I feel like if the Bengals go up early, then their defense can hold. Yeah. But I feel like if the Bills go up, I don't think the Bengals can come back. And that's just my logic on everything on that game. You know, JJ, I the one thing is that we watched the Bengals come back against the Chiefs last year. You know, it's like they've done it, and we still don't believe. JJ, thank you so much for the call. Yeah, I got eight and a half. Jack. Is eight and a half. So, you know how Big Dave in Kentucky was talking about as a Cowboys fan? He's conditioned to expect the worst. Yeah. I mean, I'm Malcolm Gladwell 10,000 hours on that. I've, I, uh-huh. I'm an expert at letdowns. I'm an Eagles fan. Dude, what are you talking I'm about? I'm a Jets you... fan. He's a Raiders fan. We're all conditioned. Yeah. If you're not a Patriots fan or like, <laughs> like three other teams. I have a it. combination of Bill's Mets. How? I mean, this is just asking for in... pain. I, I, 86, I was three. The Eagles are the hardest luck team of you all. You won a Super Bowl in 2017. You do I not know, get but, to claim hard luck anything. But the Eagles have a longer history of being a hard luck team than the Bills. You I mean, want to talk to back a generations. Vikings fan or to a Bills fan about that? How about a Jets fan? Like, come on, you guys don't even hold a candle. You've won in this century. Yeah, I know. It all sort of went. It's kind of like the Cubs post-2016, but still the Cubs are the ultimate loser franchise. Nobody lost like the Cubs. But they aren't Even, anymore. They're not anymore, but generally, historically, we know more about bitter defeat than I think the Bills do, because the Bills at least made four Super Bowls. Dude, you won in 2017. <laughs> right. But I'm saying, I, in my deep in my bones, know bitter defeat just as well as anyone. I lived with it for a lot longer than you did. Dude, I will pull, I will put my sadness up against your sadness, your sports sadness. I mean, there's no way the Bills day. franchise And honestly, been... Samter wipes us both off yeah, the well, map. Hold, hold no. on a second. Perloff, you, you may have had four NFC Championship game losses. She had four Super Bowl losses in a row. <laughs> They're like, way right, worse. But they made four Super Bowls. Yeah, but they also lost... Getting there feels better, but losing them feels worse. And they lost in epic ways, each and every well, one of them, in different styles and fashions. So I mean, like, listen, by, you got blown out, you miss a field goal, yeah. you get run over. Like, there's just a million things. By the end of the first quarter of the Dallas game, it was over. I mean, yes, it was. By the time that Dallas won the NFC title game that year, it was over. So I don't, I, think, I don't of think of them as a snake-bitten much. franchise, though, or a hard like. Yeah, I know they lost the Super Bowl. And then they went, like, 20 years without a playoff appearance. You clown me all the time about the Music City Miracle. It was, like, over mm. almost 25 years yeah, ago. Yeah, but that, nobody cared about that year. They weren't going anywhere. Who was their quarterback? Doug Flutie? Well, unfortunately, Rob Johnson for the Music oh, City right. Miracle. Oh, right. That was a one-game yeah. fluke. I, I think, I mean, the Jets definitely have the history. I don't put Stu's Raiders in. The Raiders are one of the most successful franchises in the league. Yeah, not in his lifetime. Not, yeah. not when I've been alive. Yeah, why'd you become a Raiders fan? I know, that was see, a terrible choice. Here's the thing, though. Stu and Mike, you guys are both actually eliminated from this conversation. You're Yankees. a Yankee fan. Yeah, Yankee. that's fair. 
And your Laker fans do. You've yeah. seen no, the title. Football alone, I'm in the conversation, but sports in general, no. Yeah. Let's go to Vincent. He's in the Bronx, wants to talk about the Giants and the Eagles game. Vincent, what's up? Oh, hey, Maggie. How you doing? Doing excellent. Um, yeah, so about the Giants, you know, if they can pull out a win Saturday night, it could be, you know, a huge upset, you know, especially, you know, for all the Eagles fans, you know, because especially, you know, the last time the Giants actually you know, won the wild cards, but lost the divisional round was in 1993. So it seems unlikely it will happen again. But, you know, back in the Eli Manning era, when they, you know, started winning in the playoffs, they, you know, finished it to the Super Bowl. Yeah. You know, it, it seems highly unlikely that, you know, history wouldn't repeat itself again. I just, here's the thing, Vincent, I just, when I look at this Giants team and I look at the 2007 Giants team, I don't really, I don't see the same team. That's just me though. Like I don't see the parallels here. Well, that team, honestly, that team was not very good. The 2007 team, they, they were coming off a sort of a weak playoff experiment. I looked at the preseason odds. They were 17th. They just were not a. They weren't a great. No, but team. you had like Strahan. You had OC. Strahan Mignora. was at the end. OC was just coming up. I mean, Eli was bad up until that point. Look at Eli's stats. Nobody trusted that offense, especially when Tiki left. I mean, you had Antonio Pierce was good on that team. You had uh, a Plaxico Burris and Amani Tumor, Jeremy Shockey on that yeah. team. You had a great offensive line on that team. I don't have an. I mean, it's got to be. I think that was the biggest dark horse of. Probably this preseason dark horse of this century. I mean, wait, Ackerman, come yeah. come in here because your Giants memory is better and than also. Ours. They weren't. They really were lucky to make the playoffs. I remember no, that they were lucky to make the playoffs. But that team is guy for guy is way more talented than this team, right? Two thousand seven revisionist history. I agree with Perloff. Yeah, they were. They definitely weren't good coming into that season. You don't think that Plaxico Burris and Amani Tumor are better than Isaiah Hodgins and Richie James? Am yeah. I insane? You guys are making me, you're gaslighting me. You're making me feel like I'm nuts. No, no, no. It's definitely a more talented team. But honestly, uh, Richie James and Isaiah Hodges are much more reminiscent of the Victor Cruz, Mario Manningham, so guys who a, came out of 11. nowhere. Division three. Why? I know. I combined the two in my head. Yeah, but the, <laughs> the Giants, though, were kind of dysfunctional on offense. They just were not great on offense. Till the end of the year, they started figuring some things out. I, I think the 2008 Giants team was much better than the 2007. Right, but Plaxico um, shot himself in the leg. That was in a nightclub that, in that New York. That really hurt them a lot. But and they were hurt, and so, you're looking, him and everyone. Who was it? It was Slender or Lightning? Or we're looking back. Did Bradshaw have a big Shaw and ben yeah, Brandon Jacobs. Jacobs. Saquon's yeah. clearly better. Yeah, I mean, listen, they, Brandon Jacobs. I think we look back at them as a more potent duo than they were considered in 07. I Eli, think Eli's further ahead than Daniel Jones. Back, Eli back then, further ahead than Daniel Jones is right now. Eli was um, 26 that year. Yeah. The offensive line was better, uh, but this one's made. It's 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 hard to really say, too, because that team obviously won, won a Super Bowl, and this one is still growing. So there, there's a little – it's a hard it's a hard comparison in some I respects. think it's hard to look back at that team and separate from what we know about those players now because we did not know – I mean, come on! Nobody saw them beating the Patriots. That that was no, that nobody was just, did. That's still one of yeah. the great upsets. But the, the other thing too is maybe someday we'll look at Dexter Lawrence and Kayvon Thibodeau as those kind of players. It's possible. Dexter Lawrence, especially, he feels like he's a pretty special NFL. Did player. you see um, NFL Films caught a, a cool moment where um, Kayvon Thibodeau was mic'd up for the Vikings game, and Dexter Lawrence was mic'd up also. And Lawrence is just like talking mad junk to the uh, Vikings offensive line. It's yeah. kind of funny. 
And then on the sideline, Thibodeau comes up to him and says, you're the best player I've ever played with to Dexter Lawrence. As a second-year pro, <laughs> okay. <laughs> or no, first-year first pro. First-year pro, yeah. Uh, I would hope so. Okay, that it, makes sense. It was, it was, a, it was a nice moment caught on camera. Uh, the other thing, I think Eli and Daniel Jones could not be. There couldn't be two more players in NFL history or more similar. They, they, no, but walk, at least Eli, they look alike, they walk alike. But Eli, and by the way, I just Eli really, had I, actually played in a playoff game yeah. before they went on the run. I mean, granted, his first ever playoff game against the Panthers was a nightmare. He threw like three interceptions in that game. But at least Eli had more experience. Yeah. He had experience, but he was a interception machine. His whole career. But this was way worse. Look at, <laughs> I looked at his stats that year. He threw, okay, he's 24, okay, he's 23 touchdowns, 20 picks in 2007. The year before, he's 24 and 18. I mean, that's not good. Until that run that they made in the playoffs, I mean, you can go back to maybe five games left in the season and, and people. People were, were holding up signs at, at Giant Stadium uh, saying, we have the wrong Manning, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, Eli came of age in that I mean, playoff. Kind of, kind of low-hanging fruit for a sign so. if you're going to be. And also, I kind of wonder with this Giants team, if they did beat the Eagles, then it feels, I what that caller just said, then it feels like Vince just said, that they're going to get rolling, get confidence, and believe in themselves. They're much more dangerous. Every win they get under their belt, they'll be much more dangerous. I think we, if they do win this game, I know it's a long shot. Then in the championship game, I think a lot of people are going to be on board with the Giants. So Thomas is in the chat. Perloff, dude, there is no more painful loss than in the Super Bowl. And to do it four times, yikes. See, the Eagles lost that to the Patriots That is equally painful for me, yet makes my point. Yes. You have, I mean, listen, Philadelphia, just the entire city has been, you can't possibly argue, the entire Jared, city is an Perloff, underdog. Don't even try and say Eagles fans are worse off than Bills fans. That's ridiculous. I'm being no. gaslit twice. <laughs> no, no, no. They, the Eagles fans, I mean, the Eagles are one of the notorious hard luck franchises in the history of sports. I mean, right now, first of all, the Bills the are Phillies like the Patriots made fans it to the, the World Lions. Series this year, and the Eagles won a Super Bowl in 2017. You cannot claim that. And Villanova has won two national titles recently. You cannot claim this. The you can't claim no, this. Villies, Villies no. losers. This doesn't. It doesn't. This is not. This is all that. so recent. This is all so recent. Villanova. Who cares about that? This is so. I Philadelphia, mean, is, Philadelphia is a sports town. Villanova is not really in Philadelphia anyway. Okay, I'm sorry. It's five minutes outside of Philly. Oh, okay. So the you're is right. Philadelphia. You guys have all these other teams. Buffalo. You got one team, and that's what you have to ride with. Okay. I guess but, the Sabres, too. I forgot about But them. it's not just the sports. Philadelphia has everything about it as an underdog. The entire city is an underdog. Yeah, but it's you can say that. If one of us said that, we'd be out in the parking lot having a fight. Let's go. 855-212-4CBS. <laughs> <laughs> 855-212-4227. guys are awesome. The chat is lit right now. Go to YouTube.com slash CBS Sports Radio. Of course, we're across the country on all of our incredible affiliates. Thank you so much for tuning in. We've got... So much more to do. Oh, my God. oh the, we haven't even gotten Lamar Jackson sound. Okay. We've got Ravens updates for you. We've got a move that could impact Tom Brady's future. Buddy Nick in Texas asking the chat if I'm still eating wings and blue cheese on game days. So, no. Had to abandon the wings. The homemade wings and the homemade blue cheese had to be abandoned because we did it two years in a row. Bills go home early in both years. That's it. Bad luck. Doesn't mean I can never eat a wing again. I just can't eat a wing on game day. I think that's the only thing you can do for your team. Yeah. You have to sacrifice because we all know the outcome is going to come down to that. Of course. 
I mean, <laughs> duh. Welcome it's to Maggie Sports Work. <laughs> Thinking about switching up where I sit, what I'm wearing. As I said, I bought all new bill stuff for every person in my home. We got to throw all the old t-shirts out. Well, don't throw them out. We'll donate them. But like all the old swag's got to go. We got all new bills crap. Um, Okay, we have some Lamar Jackson sound. We're going to get to that in just one moment. Here's Tom in Illinois. He's got a Super Bowl matchup. He wants to call it now. What's up, Tom? Hey, yeah, I'm thinking after watching both games, watching the Dallas game and then watching the Jags game, I think it's going to be Dallas and Jacksonville. And I think it's going to be a real close game, but I think Jacksonville will pull it out in the end. How how are the Jack, how's Jacksonville going to beat Kansas City? What's that? How's that going? How's the game going to go for that to happen? Well, I think for for the most part, I think finally that uh, they're going to get their passing game and their running game together, mm. and that uh, that he's that it's going to just be a a passing. They're they're just going to beat their defense. Yeah, I mean, listen. Down. Tom, it's a it's it's a fun thing to think about. That'd be a hell of a matchup that we'd all never see coming with Jacksonville. You've talked a lot about the Kansas City defensive. Wars. Oh, they stink. But he brings up a good point. Doug Peterson's Super Bowl record one and zero, never lost in the Super Bowl. <laughs> I think if the Jags get there, oh, the 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 Chiefs can't pressure the quarterback at all. Honestly, I think the the Trevor Lawrence is going to be more relaxed in this game than he was last game. He doesn't see have to see Bosa or Khalil Mack. Yeah, the Chiefs. Well, I mean, Chris Jones isn't nothing. Yeah, but they, I think they have one of the metrics, one of the worst uh, pass rushes in the league. I think that he's going to have time. The problem is on the other side of the ball. Uh, honestly, if I had the Jags, I would done do a ton of short passing, a ton of ETN, just try anything to keep it out of Mahomes' hands because he's he's really good. <laughs> Thank you. They're going to be ringing, analysis. They're going to be ringing around the rosy by the third <laughs> quarter. So yikes! Yeah, Imagine the, doing that in the divisional round. He wouldn't do that to Doug Peterson. <laughs> no, the Jags have to have to really control the ball and slow the game down. Yeah, which is kind of not really their thing. No, it doesn't sound like <laughs> no. them. Yeah. Okay, would it be great to see Trevor Lawrence and Travis Etienne ringing around the rosy? Oh, man, that'd be so fantastic. <laughs> they are up by 30 in the fourth quarter, and they're just embarrassing the can- the Chiefs in a- at Arrowhead. Think about it, too. If Doug Peters, if this happened and Doug Peterson would win another Super Bowl, like he's going to the Hall of Fame as a coach. No, it'd be, <laughs> it'd be unbelievable. Do you have the visor on, it'd like, be a little Eli, the, on the bust? It'd be a little Eli Manning-like where, you know, all. what if he did that and they had a bunch of average seasons, two Super Bowls yeah. and nothing else? You're in. <laughs> At least Eli Manning was the number one overall pick. Well, yeah, but Eli's career was yeah. was all, not all good other than those two Super Bowls. No right. doubt. Uh, let's hear a little bit from the Ravens brass. So they were talking today, and of course, you're still welcome to weigh in on what upset you think is most likely to happen at 855-212-4227. We do want to get to this Ravens sound. So uh, first, let's listen to head coach John Harbaugh, who was asked, how confident is he that the Ravens will be bringing back Lamar Jackson? Hundred percent, you know, two hundred percent. There's no question about it. Lamar Lamar Jackson is our quarterback. I mean, he's been our quarterback. Everything we've done in terms of building our offense and building our team, uh, how we think in terms of people and put people around him, is based on this incredible young man and his talent, and his ability. I've loved Lamar. Eric loves Lamar, and uh, it's not going to change in the future. So, you know, I'll have my fingers crossed and my toes crossed, and I'll be saying prayers, and I'm, I have every faith that it's going to get done. I mean, all right, talking a big game there. Talking a common sense game. Of course it's getting done. This whole thing is a bunch of hubaloo about nothing. I said hubaloo. Come I think on, it's of hullabaloo. course. Yeah. 
Of course, Lamar Jackson's going back to the Ravens. I was just looking at the betting market, and you can't bet on him being in the Ravens because be I'm sorry, obvious. this is the difference between you and me. I always go to straight, most logical thing. Lamar is just being like this to negotiate. He's going to be a Raven. You heard 100, 200%, Maggie. That's a lot of percent. <laughs> it's, a, it's a very confident <laughs> percentage, but here's the thing. If they were so insistent and so everything was about getting a long-term deal done with Lamar Jackson, then why isn't one done? Because it seemed like before the season, Lamar really wanted to stay with the Ravens. And it seems like he has a price, and they wouldn't match it. So has has it really changed now after he's been injured for the amount of time that he has? Going to be one year older. Going to be able to get back a package that's going to look like the Deshaun Watson in terms of first-round picks and players. You can basically ask for whatever you want. And if they wanted him so badly and it was 100% and 200%, well, they've known this day was coming. So either they're trying to get cute and trying to mess with him in a negotiation or they didn't want to give him the guaranteed money or, I mean, they might have just made a colossal mistake. Or they're going to re-sign him like everybody kind of thinks. So why did they, they, they do it before the season? Because they couldn't reach terms. It's called a negotiation. So, show bet. I I will bet you Lamar Jackson's under center for the Ravens week one. We're going to put some, and you're going to have to dress up as a raven, or I'll dress up as a raven <laughs> and be somewhere else. How many animals like, am I going to have to I look think, like this I think year? we have to be consistent. Team mascot. <laughs> he is going to be under center in Baltimore. What's that mascot name? Edgar Allan Poe? I think they named Poe. Oh, remember oh, he tore his ACL. No, I don't know that <laughs> The story. actual person who was in the mascot uh, costume tore his ACL and got carted off. That was I, a bad omen for the season. Yeah, I think the simplest solution here is, I mean, what are the other big options that people are talking about right now? The Jets, right? Jets, I, I think you can, listen, if you want to, you can look at teams like Houston and Detroit and Atlanta there's a no lot way. of teams no out there way. that would love Maybe to have Atlanta. Lamar and have a lot of picks. That's why those teams would, why would be in it. Why would those – there's the I, – okay, I'll triple my bet that they don't end up on, on – especially Houston and Detroit. No way. Okay, how about former Super Bowl champion and former quarterback Sean King? What does he think? We're going to ask him about it next. Don't move. More Maggie and Perloff straight ahead. <laughs> 